Mm, them some nice caps. You like those? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 465, being recorded on August 30th, 2017. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Malmontano. It's almost September, which means it's almost Christmas, which means it's almost CES, which means it's almost Hooray. 2018. Don't remind me. I'm actually still hot right. outside. I keep seeing yeah. like 2018 dates being referred to and like readings and stuff. And yeah. I keep thinking this year is 2018. I've just gone. 2017 is just blown yeah. past in my mind. Yeah. I'd, I'd, Sorry, Ken, you still got a three more months of this to deal with. <sighs> it's true. Wait, uh, September, October, November. You got four more months, September, October, November, December. No, we canceled November yeah, this year. Fine. Oh, we yeah. I'm November. just canceling one of them. It's a, it's a leap year. <laughs> it means we get rid of yes. November. I, yeah, okay. I knew that. The boys uh, take November off. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're here to talk about computer hardware and news and all that type of weird stuff. Uh, quick reminder, pcper.com slash podcast is where you can go find all the show notes, all the links, all the stories we talk about on a weekly basis, uh, MP3 downloads, video downloads, RSS feeds, all that type of stuff. If this is your first time listening or you only catch it every once in a while, that's how you can go uh, make sure you are getting regular updates on your PC Perspective podcast fixes uh, we do record the show on wednesday nights as well 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific at pcper.com slash live now that's where we do all of our live streams if you need a gentle reminder about the live stream coming up or any other events that we may be holding if you go to pcper.com slash subscribe you get this page here ask for your name ask for your email address that's it. We send you notifications when we're going to do live streams with either uh, uh, just us doing a podcast or a game stream like we did yesterday or you know somebody from the industry is coming in to talk to us about some interesting new cool stuff or give away some hardware. That's the list that gets notified of that stuff first. Um, also, we all continue to have our ongoing Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash pcper. Super awesome uh, to have these people directly contribute to us on a monthly basis. Uh, it, it goes directly to paying all of these guys and making sure we can continue to do stuff like the show, like the game streams, like the mailbags, all that type of stuff. Uh, and as we normally do, if you become a new or uh, upgraded patron during the stream, we will call out your name no matter how ridiculous it is on the stream. And I say that knowing I've already seen the first email come in since the stream has gone up. So I'm going to go ahead and just get this one. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off. It can only it can only be a positive experience from here. We have a new pledge from Biggest Dickus, uh, B-I-G-G. How much money did I give? Uh, $3. <laughs> sounds about right. It's okay. It's all right. So $3, it's it's awesome. What a Biggest Dickus. Uh, yes. So B-I-G-G-U-S. I want to know uh, how much you donate to. You guys. Yeah, okay. Josh, you go first. I think that Jeremy and I both said the same thing. We wonder how much Continentia buttocks would, would give. You, you totally did not say the same thing. Continentia <laughs> uh, no. buttocks. We'll have to see. We'll see if they if they become a patron as well tonight. I don't know. It could be that could be that kind of evening. Um, speaking of those other things that we are doing, partially funded by the Patreon campaign, you know, partially funded by I don't know, normal advertising that we do. We do have a, uh, we had another mailbag, episode six. 
That's six straight weeks running of, of this lovely face staring at you, answering questions for about 20 minutes. Um, that's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PCPer. I guess we need to start posting these on the homepage too. I haven't done it yet. Just create like a, a, an easy news post for that type of stuff um, that we can embed the video. No other, no other uh, uh, surroundings really necessary. And then, of course, um, well, not of course, but I wasn't here this week, but apparently the guys played Lords of the Realm 2. Jim was responsible for that. Alan was the sit-in. Ken, you were running stuff behind over here, or what were you? I was just sick in the corner. He was just sick in the corner. You were just sick in the corner. Well, thank you for not. He was trying to get off the set. Uh, So Lords of the Realm 2, I don't know anything about this, so I'm actually, I'll I'll go spend an hour playing. What is is this most similar to for people who have never played Lords of the Realm 2? I'm not going to say what came to mind, because Jim will freaking castrate me from across the office. (laughs) Uh, He did not like that I compared it to AoE. Diablo? Is it look like? No, is it more of a strat- no. RTS? What is it? It's turn-based turn strategy. Yeah. Okay, all right. So if you if you if you're curious about the Lords of the Realm two came out in '96, 21 years ago, mind mm-hmm. you, uh, you can check that out, and uh, that will be something we continue to do as well. PC per plays everybody. When, when did Civ two come out? Is it '97? Was it '96 as well? Something like that. I don't know the answer to that. It's concurrent two, with best them. game ever. Best game ever. It was. It was or is. Civ two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that's that's not Civ five that I'm holding up there. <laughs> Sim V. No, because that no <laughs> Peace. That one's not good. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get into our reviews. We have. I'll be honest with you. We're going to run through these relatively quickly. We had um, uh, no major hardware releases and launches. Uh, that occurred, no new GPUs, no new CPUs. It's kind of, I feel a little weird, a little off um, with, without that type of stuff, but let's dive into it. Did you not talk about the VLAN, or did I miss something? Oh, I, you, you, I must have not. Jeremy, I'm sorry, I, I didn't see that on the It's true, you link. totally skipped over it. It's okay. Now, now the highlight's back up there, Lenny so is tell crying, me about it. but it's okay. Well, I should, I should remember this. I literally printed all the shipping labels for the prizes this <laughs> afternoon, so... Oh, you're, so you're uh, trying to forget it at this point. <laughs> but, Just a couple hundred yeah, it bucks. Was a good one. It's fine. I, I uh, ended up making my computer a little cranky, and it took a couple of hours to pet it long enough for it to decide that it didn't actually have a problem and wanted to play again. So I missed a chunk of it. I saw Al on it. Uh, there yeah. were over 70 people on at the peak. For a good chunk of it, uh, there were about 50 people active on TeamSpeak, uh, doing everything from... Uh, Player unknowns, battlegrounds, straight through to, uh, of course, Dino D Day, Unreal Tournament, <laughs> 2K4, uh, golf with your friends, because well, what else can you play when you've got no uh, stand eye coordination left at the end of the day? <laughs> they were doing some so dinosaur game when, when I was on there. They were like yeah. dinosaur killing or something. I don't know. Sounds perfectly it, acceptable to me. It's it's sort of a game. It's fun to play. It's only sort of a game. But we gave away quite a bit. Uh, a case, a cooler. Um, a couple of cases at we're least. We're not quite sure what Josh is shipping because apparently bad things have been happening in his closet. Josh just misrepresented what the prize was supposed to be. So I've, I've given Josh a shipping label and said ship the things that work and we'll figure it out later from there. Does that work, Josh? Josh, you're muted. He's still muted. Josh. I like that look when someone realizes I, they're muted. Like, ah, that was good. 
No, I'd, I'd put out the two prizes as two separate prizes, but somebody combined them together. An AM3 Plus board and an FM2 Plus processor. Something Sebastian could have actually worked with. <laughs> well, the good news is either the processor or the motherboard for either one of those platforms aren't very expensive at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you could have two systems. I, I kind of just decided that we'll send both of those parts to that winning individual, and they can choose to build buy a processor for one and a motherboard for another, and they get the parts of two systems out of it's it. It's like I when guess. you win the car, but you have to pay the taxes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you rather me do? Because I've I've got an eighty three seventy E that I can send as well instead of instead the of the FM2 process. Yeah, that's fine. Just do that. That makes sense. Okay, I'll do that. That'd be better off for him. All right. okay. And also thanks to AMD for giving away two Ryzen's. <laughs> oh, they did? Directly. Perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Maybe this person already ordered a motherboard and a processor. No, there was. we had emails going back and forth about, oh. hey, uh, I'm really appreciative of the prize. You dumb idiots. These two things don't <laughs> go together. And he didn't well, say that, but that's. I, I understood it to be that, right? And I understand why you would think that. It's like, but, but. Yeah. I, I gave you an X99 motherboard and a Ryzen 7 1800X. Wait, what? Why would you? No. Please don't do that. Why are you complaining? Why? <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get into our actual first reviews here, we do have three new patrons wow. to add. Well, no. Uh, we have two new ones and an, and an edit. A cheap viewer just pledged $1 is what it says. <laughs> well, a, a cheap viewer just pledged $1. Honest and generous. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, a cheap viewer. Uh, Gabriel Cerna pledged $5. Thank you very much. Uh, that's awesome. And it's not the size, it's how you use it. No, really. And <laughs> just bump their pledge up a dollar from 175 to 176 So uh, thank you very much. It's not the size, it's how you use it. No, really. Period. I want to know, there's, there's a limit to the n- amount of characters you can fit in that field. Did you say bumped up a dollar? Yeah. From what to what? 175 to 176. Dollars? Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, one dollar and seventy-five cents. No. Really? Yes. No. no. Yes. Wow. I, I thought it was gonna be funny when they bumped no. it up a cent. No, no. They're, they're, they're actually like generous. Up a cent, I don't call it, right? Generous, so it's, yeah. it's gotta be at least a okay. dollar. So that's it. So thank you very much. All right, all right. Now let's get into these uh these reviews. Lee posted uh one of the Seasonic Prime 1000 watt platinum power supply. It is, uh, again, part of this re- revision, revising, this whole kind of revamp of the Seasonic product line, the Prime Series. This is their kilowatt platinum rated part. Um, they, they do have a titanium series as well. But you can see we've, we've actually covered a whole bunch of these different devices, so I don't feel like we need to spend a whole lot of time on it. $199. So it is expensive for a power supply, fully modular uh, but for a really nice Seasonic power supply that is platinum rated at a thousand watts, two hundred bucks isn't really outside uh, the realm of of what we would expect. Um, I am kind of curious if anybody wants to check and see on availability of this type of device uh, with all of the coin mining stuff that has been been hitting us recently. Give me a look at them caps. Oh, you want to look at them dim, oh, yeah. dim caps? Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Yep. No. Outside still. Scrolling. Mm. Right. Mm. There you go. Mm, them some nice caps. You like those? Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. It's only a little bit weird, but hey, you know, that's okay. We're all here for each other in weird fetishes and stuff. 
Just don't look at Ken's browser history. I believe that was one of our lessons from earlier today. Well, Jim's browser history as well. Well, hey, don't look at anybody's browser history. Uh, so, so Lee likes this one. Gold award. Um, no, the only minor weakness was the power or the PCIe connectors are the two on each cable, kind of like daisy chain together. It depends on what your preferences are, whether or not that's a that's a, a negative. Obviously, if you look at the back, if there's not a whole lot of room, if you want the same number of connectors, you don't have the space for one connection per PCIe cable. Um, but you can go all the way up to 1,200-watt platinum if you want and down to 650. And if you get the 650 of the Seasonic Prime platinum, uh, it's 129 bucks. So pretty good product there for everybody. Uh we also Maury posted a review. We've got a couple of cooling reviews, a couple of power supply reviews. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna jog through these. Maury posted a Coolance uh, CPU block review, the uh, 390Ci, which is this guy right here. Um, obviously, this is if you're gonna spend the time to become more invested in your PC, and uh, uh, you you want to dive into the world of of, of custom cooling solutions. This is what you're looking at. It's an MSRP of 90 bucks, so it's not cheap, but I guess is that kind of in the realm of regularity for water blocks, $90? $90. Might actually be on the low side. Really? Okay. Yeah. For, yeah. A, for a quality like copper it's water a, block. Yeah. It's a uh, nickel-plated copper block, yeah. right? Machine flat, polished mirror. Um, I've paid more than that in the past for previous Cool Ants water blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's got. It looks like it's got support for LGA twenty eleven, LGA eleven fifty X, eleven five X. No mention of Threadripper, but this, this this product was out for for quite a while before yeah, that. Yeah. Does support socket AM four, so if you're using a Ryzen part, um, you'll be able to do that. I'll be curious. I'm actually, we should ask Maury if he's heard any updates about these types of devices. And I know Hardware CP posted a review. Or no, not a review. They posted pictures that they had just gotten in a, a dedicated Threadripper block from somebody. Uh, I don't remember what company it was. Um, so it's it's a it's it's the Coolance device, microfin nickel plated copper cold plate. I think it was uh, nickel plated copper cold plate. I think it was EK. I think they have a dedicated Threadripper water. I block think I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah uh, nickel plated copper it. top, thick steel mounting uh, bracket, standard G uh, quarter inch barb. Or quarter inch threading will accept fitting diameter up to 19 millimeters outside diameter. Um, so, again, this is something really particular. If you are interested in the custom water cooling and you're going to go down that route, Maury is going to go, like in terms of imaging and descriptions and installation, Maury is going to give you a tremendous amount of detail to this. He probably, was, he probably it, liked that the top was metal. Because he's cracked the plastic ones in the past. Oh, has he? Yeah. I will say this picture of it being mounted on a motherboard doesn't have quite the same effect on me as as the giant heat sinks that he tends to post. Yeah. As well, but uh, you know, everybody's got to have their. This is how we wean desires. him off of that. Is no, I mean, he builds this like for his own machines. This is what he's building. Like yeah. he, you know, gets these for 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 his own use. Um, the giant air coolers are convenience of moving things around and test builds and system reviews and all that, which I totally understand. Um, so it's 89 bucks for performance PC. You actually get it on Amazon for 78 bucks. Um, so it seems like a relatively inexpensive part. Editor's choice for Mori, uh, great performance under stock and overclock conditions, good build quality, uh, nickel plating and corrosion resistance on all surfaces, uh, dense microchannel design. Weaknesses was, was price. So apparently in his mind, it is kind of air on the high side, I guess, for today. Uh, but you need to disassemble the block to switch out the mounting bracket. That does seem kind of like uh, a pain, I guess. 
Uh, but either way, check out that review. Editor's Choice, Coolance, CPU 390CI, CPU, water block. Ta-da. Back to power supplies. Real quick, Lee posted <laughs> the Be Quiet SFX 600-watt power supply. Totally different uh, mindset than the 1,000-watt C-Sonic we just looked at. This is an SFX, small form factor, um, although this is the SFXL, which means longer. Mm-hmm. So it's smaller, but it's also a little bit longer mm-hmm. than the other one. So we you know, get into these competing standards. 600-watt unit from Be Quiet, uh, $119. Still a little bit on the pricey side for the wattage you're getting, but you're paying for the compactness of design. I'm going to skip your uh, uh, shots there, Ken, and move straight to the conclusionary page here. Um, All that work for nothing. Sorry. Skipping the pictures of the caps and going straight to the conclusion page on this one. Yeah. Disappointing. The, the 600 watts don't do not do it for me. It's yeah. got to have kilowatt. They, they have smaller caps than you yeah, need. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Some people like bigger caps. Some people prefer smaller caps. Everybody's got preferences. Uh, silver award on this one. 500 and 600 watt models are available. This SFXL design. Um, it is adaptable to a full-size ATX should you want to do that, although it seems... Like you can find other options in this price range that are maybe a little bit either higher wattage or lower price at the same wattage, whatever you happen to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all modular flat ribbons, uh, only minor weakness being the three-year warranty as most of the guys now are going up to five or beyond. So check out that review. Anybody want to talk about a cooler again? Who read Sebastian's FSP, Windale 4 and 6? Just when you thought everybody you could possibly think of was in the cooler business. FSP. Known for power supplies, especially known for power supplies in the workstation and server it's spaces. Like, uh, I like, uh, comes over here. I like the look of these, like four heat pipes or six heat pipes. It just makes sense with the product names. Uh, sometimes it's nice when things just right? make sense, right? Windale 4, Windale 6. Yeah. Now, I do like the black styling I of do. the 6 yeah. more than I do that. And and, and it's, again, having having no pre- predisposition to this, the one on the left kind of looks like that, that uh, Cooler Master... Whatchamascrew it? I'm trying to think the of the Hyper 212 Evo. Yeah, the Hyper 212 Evo. I mean, that's right. just what a heat sink looks yep. like. Yeah, and that's, I know. Actually a, that's actually a flat black coating, which chances are would actually increase its uh, heat dissipation because it's black really? body. It, it radiates heat off of the surface better as opposed yeah. to a shiny metal. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I see. I would have guessed the otherwise that the coating would somehow restrict. I mean, if it's, if it's an insulating like yeah. coating, then yeah, that would be true. But I. Don't think they but would do that. If it's a powder coat, because it's the it's same. It's not going to be that thick. Well, it's the same and coating. It's going to increase the surface area. Yeah, but and but the coating is on all of the fins of as well. So you, uh, they would not have used it that kind of absorb the RSGs and Bs and slightly warm up. Yes, it's a trick they use on uh, intercoolers for for cars <laughs> if if they're black coated. I, I think that I think the, that's a myth, Alan. Well, it's kind of a myth, but you know. You know, if you, uh, it gives if you change more... the muffler, it gives you four extra horsepower. No, no, no. Well, true. I, I like my intercooler. Just raw. think what vinyl. Damn it. Uh, the pricing on these is really what makes them interesting, right? So the Windale 4 is 29 bucks. The Windale 6 is 44 bucks. So they're clearly going after that same market, right? They're going yeah. after the, the low-cost uh, but still highly effective cooling system. Sebastian goes to the review here. Lots of amazing photos, of course, because it's Sebastian. 45 bucks for that Windale 6. Yeah. And, it's, yep. and you can tell, like, looking at the shot, it's a pretty beefy-looking uh, device. Uh, they are sleeve-bearing fans, so that's a little bit of a you no, know detriment. Is, but it's they're quieter. No, than they're ball quieter bearing. than the two twelve or the yeah the two twelve. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Noticeably so. Let's jump to that section. There, here's the, here's the uh, Mori-esque shot of... Uh, oh, that's Monstro. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty big. big freaking cooler. That yeah. mounting system actually seems close to the Noctua Secure Firm, Secu Firm, now that we've installed a couple of those in the past week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got the screw on either side. You have to have the fan off. So here's how it looks. The Core it. i7-7700K at stock... Uh, the Windale 6 is a little bit better, and the Windale 4 is eh, almost matching to a little bit worse than the Cooler Master Hyper 212 Evo. Okay. Right? I, so it, my, my bigger concern is the noise, because the 212 Evo is kind of a loud fan. Yeah. Well, then, well, at full, it's quieter than at, at idle. Yeah. Really? There you go. I mean, if you look at the noise yeah. levels, based on Sebastian's story, the, the, the Windale 4 and 6 are both significantly quieter than the, the Hyper 212 Evo, I'm like not, at full load I might versus be, I might be ordering versus a fan idle. tonight. Hey, I've got Amazon links in this review that you should yeah, click. Yeah, yeah. Plus LEDs. I was looking at a Noctua cooler. LEDs. Moving it to that, to that, but I like this black one. Better. The world's most devilish LED, the blue. I just don't like like Noctua needs an easy solution for people that don't like brown fans. That's their thing. <laughs> they, they, I know it's their thing, but they, there's yeah. they have to lose some sales over that. Nah. Like if you're doing like a white no, build or a black, I think build, you're probably right. Like it's just this beige brown. Pay, man? I mean, just put you another know. fan on it. I guess. Like, but why? I'm going to pay for the cooler. It does kind of defeat the purpose. The cooler has like a $12 fan on it. Yeah. I'm going to go put it's a different a good, fan on it. It's like, a really good fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like I said, 29 bucks for the Windale 4, 45 for the Windale 6 uh, from FSP. Uh, gold award from Sebastian Aww. here for both the 4 and the 6. The 6 is currently unavailable from Amazon. Oh, damn it. Uh, but the four is twenty five dollars instead ooh, it's of even cheaper. Yeah, even cheaper. Um, so yeah, Sebastian came away pretty impressed. So I, I, even though at the beginning I, I kind of bad mouth the idea of another cooler guy coming into the mix, but hey, make a good product. You price it really reasonably. You're going to get attention. People are going to buy it. They'd have they'd have a sale for me right now if the, their thing was in stock. I'll let you buy it from somewhere else if you need to. You don't need to, but if you do need to, then you can do that. Uh, I'll give it a few days. Uh, before we get into our news stories here, let's quickly mention uh, we have two new patrons. Josh is my father. <laughs> just pledged five dollars. Josh, you got a, you got another kid now. I'm looking at this uh, this picture. I don't see the resemblance. I'm going to be honest. Mm. Josh, did you have any red haired bearded sons? <laughs> I don't know about. Did you ever date a red-haired, bearded, bearded woman? <laughs> That's a better question. You know, I had a reddish hair in my youth when I actually had hair. So. Yeah, well, I'm not really sure that's true. Uh, oh, here we go. We got another one for uh, from Nicholas mm, Berthame, 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 B-E-R-T-H-A-U-M-E. Hmm. Berthame. Nick Berthame. From uh, Colorado. All right. I know Nick. Oh, you know him. Yeah. Well, he pledged thirty dollars. No way. Just now. Well, yes no. way. Yes way. Thank you, Nick. Now I think we're friends. That Josh introduced us. I can just call you Nick. I don't have to call you Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. Even though yeah, we, the we, uh, we had beers down in Fort Collins uh, last oh, cool. year. Cool. Yeah. One day I'll get out west to see you, Josh. One day. <laughs> Not in the winter. We'll see. Uh, all right, so let's jump into things and news stories or whatever. Uh, Ken found this today for us. Scott wrote it up. Uh, 
all we had the talk last week about Vega 64 and Vega 56 and all the stocking issues and some of the technical issues and the pricing concerns. And one of the things we brought up at the time was that they weren't allowing BIOS flashing. Yeah. Right. And as it turns out, they weren't allowing BIOS modifications mm-hmm. because then the driver became unsigned. Mm-hmm. It didn't didn't match. Uh, but apparently um, the BIOS became unsigned. Correct. Not the driver. Correct. Right. Chipel, which is a fairly uh, large, well-known Chinese computer tech forum, yeah, um, and those guy and website um, apparently flashed an RX Vega fifty six with a V BIOS from a Vega sixty four. Is that right, Ken? Yeah. And it's, and, guess what? and it's because a, they're it's both signed, signed, it's a signed BIOS. <laughs> it just I, took it. That's so God. <laughs> it seems. Ugh. It seems Bad. improbable. So here's the thing, right? So I had this discussion with somebody about how the signing would work. And you would think that the product name or something. So would the be- assumption actually that, that the person I was talking with made was that they wouldn't actually try to match the signed BIOSes with a particular board because then they would have to do a lot more BIOS for every uh, vendor. Yes. BIOS for every vendor and every vendor subcar yeah, really. in theory as well. That's true. So instead he kind of predicted this would be the case. Now I hadn't actually gone through the process of trying to do the flashing, yeah. I just and didn't have the tool set to do it. But. The ATI flash tool that sports Vega is only like a week old. So. Okay. Okay. So lo and behold, you can do it. And now what happens, Ken? Uh, you get a performance increase that in their limited testing with 3D Mark got them to about 2% of the performance of Vega 64. So now... Probably because it can run at higher clocks for the same amount of power. Yeah. As far as anyone can tell, they haven't been able to unlock shaders. Yeah. It might be the thing where some cards can. We just don't have a big enough sample size to determine it yet. But mm. as far as we know right now, they're not unlocking additional shaders. They're just mainly increasing the power target so that you can clock it higher. Yeah. Because the power target was definitely the hard limit for overclocking on Vega 56. Yep. So you're yeah. getting at the Vega 64's power target. Yeah. Yeah. I I would... Being is that we've gone through a couple of GPU launches where people have not been able to unlock cores, it would be hard for me to believe that AMD would have changed the process in such a way that a BIOS flash would unlock cores well, yeah, I at mean, this point. I think they're blowing fuses I'm at the pretty factory. Pretty sure Polaris had some core unlocking in the lower end parts, like the 560 did. and stuff. I think there was... Yeah, I know I, you could I, flash like 480 BIOSes to some force so some 470s. Yeah, like GCN you could, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it was GCN all the way through this. Just I think Polaris had but... some of that and some... No, the stack, okay, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's... Also would, be, would note, like, depending on what tools they were using to see if they had re-enabled these shaders, they might... Like, the tools might not be detecting it correctly, right? If they're still reading a device ID, they would be reporting whatever. Uh, I, I forget the name of the tool, but it was like a... Open CL tool they were using, so they were seeing what, what I guess Open was, CL was reporting back. Yeah. Okay, so but you would be pretty I, sure that the driver would get that right. I mean, one thing they can't think. see is clocks, though. They're probably seeing that the fifty six ends up with running at higher clocks. Yeah, than, I would love to the see that. Yeah. Would, you know, it, it's surprising to me that it took this long for this to occur. If it was as simple as <laughs> taking flash. a BIOS off of a 64 <laughs> and putting it on a 56. Well, I mean, until this week, very little people had 56s. That's, That's true. true. Only reviewers really had the 56s. And not even all reviewers had a 56 and a 64, so... Right. Yeah. 
That's yeah. true. Now, now this brings up the the idea of like, can you flash the water cooled sixty four BIOS onto the air cooled sixty four BIOS? You I, should be able to. And then, what's the result? Do you just should have a higher power? Or target. actually, the other way around, I guess, is what you'd want to do, right? You would want to take the air cooled one on the water cooled card because the air cooled one allows you to move the temperature target up to eighty five C. Sure, oh, on the, the power target isn't as high. Yeah, the power target's a hard limit. Yeah, but you can move that slider up to fifty percent. Wasn't there some other trick way. with being able to move the slider up to like 170 something percent or some crap? There's with like some a modification oh with like the power play tables and windows. I'm not entirely sure how all that mm. stuff works yeah. yet. But yeah, There's I mean, a, if you were if you put a if you put your own one of those EK water blocks on Vega, yeah, you might want to run the water cooled BIOS on it so you get the additional TDP out of it. And, and don't care about and, the temperature target because you're running on water. So. And there are blocks out now. Yeah. Because well, EK, EK makes them. I know they've at least sampled some of them. them. I don't yeah. know if they're out. out Hopefully but, they didn't yeah. make a whole lot of water blocks based on the availability of product at this point. Well, but, there's that. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. And who wants to spend that much? Like, now you're putting your card in a 1080 Ti price class by putting water Oh, on yeah. It. But, I mean, you know what you're I mean? doing that all. Water if you're buying a water block that, for a GPU, you're always doing that, right? Yeah. Hey, and can, mostly, hey, hey, guess what? Vega's a GPU that would really like water twitch twitch That's says true. we're playing lords of the realm too will you take a look at that when you get a chance we aren't i thought that was what we were getting to next yeah totally okay. we're fair. gonna play it some more fair jim's over there still playing that game he started uh you know, he started uh, started the other day he said he was gonna finish it Oh, he had man. some conviction. So that's 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 what that's what we're tracking on Vega fifty six. I guess it's worth noting Vega sixty Vega fifty six supposedly came out on August twenty eighth, which was just a few days ago, a couple two days ago, um, on Monday, and it very quickly sold out again. Um, no idea what the issue is. We still haven't seen Vega sixty four really come back into stock, right? We haven't seen any kind of like sudden changes in that, even Not though AMD really. promised us that there were quote. I mean, tens, they've been trickling out thousands. like a little bit every day, but they're still a hundred dollars like more expensive than they should be based on MSRP or yeah. SEP. Yeah, trickle out economics. That's the way it works. Yeah, I need to now that I'm not traveling for a couple of weeks. Spend a little bit more time. Seeking into that, I don't. Nobody's going to want to talk about any of it anymore. RX Vega so sixty-four. It's like seven hundred bucks. Oy. Yeah, that is. No, that's prime. May take an extra one to two days to ship. That just means that 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 usually okay. indicates that the product is just showing up at warehouses, mm. and they want to yeah put that on there for shipping. But usually they still ship pretty quick. So, well, there's your Vega update for the week. Let's talk about. Oh wait, no, there was another one. The Sound and Fear of the RX Vega fifty-six. This was a review. Uh, oh, this is HardSCP posting their review of the RX Vega 56 uh, as they compare it to the R9 Fury. Because ROPs and texture units are the same in both cards, but the Fury uses HBM1 at a wider interface. Vega 50, I'm sorry, Fury uses HBM1 at a wider interface. Vega 56 uses HBM2 at a narrow interface uh, at a higher uh, clock speed. Um, and they're both Vega? No, no, Fury. Oh. The R9 Fury okay. is what they're comparing it to. Okay, so the R9 okay, Fury okay. and Vega 56 have the same number of compute units. Oh, I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so it's, a, it's a good comparison. Jeremy, what, what, did, they, what did they come across with? Uh, well, I mean, the long story short was uh, there was a little bit of back and forth, but the vast majority of the tests, your new Vega 56 will be about 25% faster uh, at just about anything you throw at it. Showing that uh, you know the HPM two isn't suffering from having a slightly lower memory bandwidth, right? And 
if you're thinking of upgrading, well, first off, don't do it yet. Wait a month until there's actually cards. Second off, yeah, this is actually a bump up. And if you're a generation behind, the fact that the 56 is 100 bucks cheaper uh, makes it even more attractive. Yeah, you can find it for sale at the price it should be. But com- generation to generation, it's it shows a nice jump for AMD. It's I mean, most of that most good. of that increase is clock speed, right? Um, yeah. So, but hey, I mean, they did that on the same process nodes. They deserve credit for for him to get that get that bump out there. Um, next up on the list. Uh, <laughs> If you wanted something to do... Speaking of graphics card shortages... If want, yeah, if you wanted something to do with all of your uh, Radeon Vega 56 cards, maybe you wanted to mine them, for example. Asus has built a B250 Expert Mining Motherboard with 19-1-9 PCI Express slots, and this is what... Mm-hmm. Asus doesn't fuck around. I mean, look at that. No. That's... That is that is essentially. It's like eighteen by one slots and a single <laughs> by sixteen. Look, it's got three ATX connectors for yeah. power supply, and it will. This looks like a photo. I can't shop. imagine why. So, so actually, so it will turn. So that's part of a challenge if you have a mining rig and you want more power supplies. Like you need more power supplies, then you have motherboards, mm-hmm. right? Because you just have more wattage to supply. Yep. Uh, so this board will turn on and off all three power supplies. Mm, that's a good idea, right? So sure. from jumpered. Um, so you PS2 ports. So you'd have basically six GPUs per one power supply, which is about what the ratio works out to for like 1070s th- or something. Three auxiliary Molex power connectors to feed uh, the PCIe to make sure that the buses. you have yeah. yeah to make sure you have plus twelve on the. Uh, I wish I could find it. Heat won't be a concern. <laughs> I saw somewhere there was a chart about like. What GPU vendor would support how many GPUs? Yes, yeah. yeah, there like, was. There's a chart for this plug board. In 19 1080s and have this work. There's yeah. There's a chart for this board well, that shows you like they section off the sections of slots and show you how many of what you can have in the different slots. So you, I don't think you can do like all NVIDIA or all AMD. This all reminds well, I believe me. This AMD mother- with the mining specific driver they're released or when they're going to release will yeah. allow all 19 to work. Got it. Which is crazy. Like, AMD seems to support PCIe bifurcation better, I think, at this point. Yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw his motherboard was a uh, dog that had just had puppies. <laughs> and this, and I was like, this is where all the video, video, the baby video cards come to feed. Yeah. Off yeah, of the motherboard. The, I, the thing that... Is <laughs> a little demented. The thing that gets me for this, though, is like, so... Like someone trying to put one of these together, you're going to spend more on the different kinds of ribbons you would need to get cards to far enough away. that out. Right. Yeah. Just daisy chain them. Like, Linus did it. Oh, it yeah. fine. Sure. But like, you know, you can't just use like the short ribbons that you see floating around. You'd need the ones that go to like a USB cable and then I go like back. I like this stuff. Uh, they have other changes, like uh, they say they have uh, f- uh, tuned to improve mining efficiency. BIOS tweak to improve mining efficiency. I don't know what that means exactly. A splash screen at startup that shows the state of each PCIe slot at a glance at each yeah. boot. That yeah, makes the splash screen. Now it should cool. also show the they current have... price of Bitcoin. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> and, and, it that. this and it shouldn't screen. even bother finish booting until Bitcoin goes to the right number. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Voltage stabilization caps uh, for each GPU slot. What? See, why does it still have four SATA connectors on it? Well, just like only put one on there and save some money. I mean, I uh, guess maybe they only sell them in blocks. This should have like 
Like, I mean, uh, that is true. It's a block is a two at least. PCIe yeah. connected. It should have just like a Celeron soldered onto this board. You can also use all you ever want to run on it. Virtualized, cel- uh, virtualized environments. No, don't do that. Yeah. If you're maybe generating rainbow tables, it would be quite nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess these things, motherboards, just as it goes, is pretty reliable. I just don't like having that many eggs in one basket. Just do like it, man. 18, like, if that motherboard it's fails. It's still just impressive that they did it. It's that got board, two dim slots, so it's one of those. If the board like, fails or goes chop down. Some, chop some off of this. Like, you know, if the board fails or goes down, you're down 18 GPUs until you replace the motherboard. Well, if you have buy any, a backup motherboard. Uh, yeah. Obviously. I mean, if you're a serious miner, you have backup hardware for all these devices. Uh, that's true. Anyway, let's move on to this one. Happy Monday, everybody. Jeremy says, that shiny new graphics card you've been eyeing uh, just got more expensive. And this is, of course, what, what we've been left with. Monday sucks. With the- what mm. happened on, what was wrong, Jeremy? What happened on Monday? Well, remember this depressing news I've been going on about for the last couple of months about NAND shortages? Well, it's spreading to VRAN. And so the bastards at uh, XK Hynix and Samsung have realized, well, shit. We make more money making memory for cell phones and servers than we do for graphics cards. So we're going to drop our production by about 30, 35%. And so the the interesting thing is this is specifically NVRAM. So AMD doesn't care. This is an HBM that they've not affected by this specifically. So NVIDIA cards, you can expect to see a jump about 3 to 10% in price next month and for the foreseeable future because if there's one thing companies do after they hike a price is forget to put it back down afterwards so we'll see on the other hand you know hbm is a little more expensive a little slower to make also being used for epic servers uh baidu is apparently buying them up right left right and center good for amd but we might see amd cards not drop so quickly as we're hoping and one has to wonder, I, I doubt that this theory is correct, but one has to wonder if uh, Lisa Sue was smart enough to look and say, you know, I can see this coming. I'm not going to start screaming about prices quite yet, because I know NVIDIA is going to see a jack up soon. Hmm. We'll see. I, I, I Probably not, and right now you can't price a GPU to save your life because it's all miners driven. But yeah, it's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Sorry, guys. Boo. Boo. Uh, how about this one, Jeremy? UK Samsung owners mm. are a little peeved. What happened here on the TV? What, what, what is this? <laughs> so they, they sent out a, a firmware update over the waves, <laughs> and uh, it didn't just, you know, oh, look, the TV is now kind of broken, and we need to reset it. It's, oh, look, the TV plays one channel at one volume, uh, I can turn it on <laughs> or off, but that's it. And I'm going to have to send it into the factory to get it reset. Yeah, that's the real downside. Like, this is not something a local repair shop can handle for you. It's not something you can do yourself. It's going back home to get wiped. This is why everyone only- should have JTAG cables at home. You can fix it yourself. Just need the right utility. <laughs> How about you just disconnect your TV from the internet? Yeah, but you have to disassemble the set just to get to the JTAG well, yeah. connector. I mean... Yeah. yeah, like you know, <laughs> kind of a downside there. Even if you had the gear, poor planning. So no issue on the U.S. Test. side, though. No, they they rolled it out first in Europe and went, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Early adopters, <found> it. <laughs> so they stopped. Early adopters. That's not to say this won't happen again. But 
Uh, on a brighter note, Asus did announce the ZenBook Flip S, not flips, Flip S UX 370. This is a revision uh, through the Microsoft Store for $13.99. It's a Cabby Lake part, so it is a dual-core processor, dual-core hyper-threaded, which will be important as we get to the, the following stories. Um, 16 gigs of memory, 512 gig PCI SSD, 1080p, 13.3 inch screen, 2.43 pounds. This is actually a really nice piece of hardware for tw- uh, for 13.99, especially with 512 gig SSD and a 16 and 16 gigs of memory. Um, you get a pair of USB 3.1 Type C plugs, an audio port, uh, 802.11 AC, Bluetooth 4.1. Uh, we had one of these in the office for a little while, didn't we? Is this the so this is the 370? Did we? I think we actually might have done. Did we do a review of this item? Did Sebastian do one of these? Not the 370. It was the one before it? Oh, okay, okay. All right. Zen, Zenbook Flip S. Now, the reason this mm. is an interesting discussion, I guess, is so um, Best Buy. It looks like Best Buy is going to carry. A gray color variant called the Asus Q325 with Windows 10 Home with the 512 gig SATA SSD for $1,199. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that's quite a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 200 bucks to move from a well, PCIe the, to a SATA SSD. The difference in the name, the operating system, and that it's just like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why Microsoft Store has got the one specific one. Yeah. And it's a totally different name for the other one, which is frustrating, but... At least it's not like a UX 370. Yeah, those multiple SKUs to- things really get you sometimes. They could, they're confusing. It makes it also impossible to price match across companies mm-hmm. that way too. Not an accident. So uh, last week we talked – did we talk about that last week? The yeah. quad-core Intel 8th-gen yeah. processors? Yeah, what about them? We talked about them. Did yeah. Intel announced them? Okay, so now at IFA. A couple of systems have been announced, starting with the Acer uh, announced the Switch Seven Black Edition. Ken, what is what is this? It looks it looks it's got like the Surface look to it, right? So it's a tablet kind of. Yeah, so it's a two in one with a kickstand and mechan- a, a uh, magnetic, not mechanical, magnetic keyboard. Mechanical would be pretty awesome. <laughs> so it's sort of the same thing we've seen from a lot of these Surface Pro clones, but mm-hmm. this actually has a lot of cool tricks up up its sleeve. First, the hinge is actually really cool. It has this sort of auto eject feature where if the leading, the bottom edge of the tablet touches down on a table, the kickstand automatically flips out. Right. So instead of like when you're setting up a Surface Pro and you, you put it down, you fold out the keyboard, and you got to put out the kickstand. You got to use just, two hands for that yeah, process. You have to use at least two hands. You have to, to hold the but device you just, while you, the other hand actually flips the physical kickstand out. Yeah, out you can just the set back. the tablet down, kickstand pops out. If you need to adjust it, you adjust it, but mm-hmm. you can kind of do it more one-handed, which hmm. is cool. But the biggest thing here is it's using those new 8th generation Intel core parts, the 15-watt quad-core parts, and has a discrete NVIDIA GeForce MX 150 GPU which is their lowest end Pascal GPU they announced recently targets ultrabooks this sort of thing it's a 25 watt part i think not exactly going to give you awesome 3d performance but if you want to play something like rocket league it'll be certainly it'll be enough, enough. That, yeah but it is completely <coughs> a completely passively cooled machine yeah no fans no fans wide core cpu <coughs> discrete gpu no fans no fans yeah I, damn they say they're using a quote <laughs> 
<coughs> excuse me, liquid loop. But yeah, so apparently they had a liquid loop in their last generation of products, and this is the dual liquid loop where they have two. Yeah, but just see, they have two loops connecting the GPU and the CPU e to the system. But it it's seems, just so this is it's a fanless a, design. Yeah, it's a yeah. big heat pipe. Loops around yeah. and it spreads it across the like the back plate yeah. of the system. It's, it's using the like a lot. that's forty watts of of CPU GPU yeah. to cool yeah. passively. I mean, we don't know how they have both design. the CPU and the GPU configured. They could be throttled down. I'm sure that they would throttle if you you know. Well, I mean, Intel CPUs now are pretty configurable by OEM, so they could configure it down. I don't. It seems like that would defeat no, a lot of the purpose. I'm 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 pretty sure that they're not actually sticking the heat pipes. Under the BGAs. Yeah, this is that's probably true. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Josh. That would hey, be a I'm, design I'm just flaw. here to help you all out. <laughs> Some engineers got fired after that first revision. I mean, think about mm. how great the heat dissipation would be if you just intercepted the power before Ooh. it even got to the silicon. Yeah. Sure. Right? Oh. Next yeah. generation thinking there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a touch pin. Um, it, it has Wacom technology in it. It's got the fingerprint sensor in the bezel, which is kind of interesting, not on the keyboard, which means you can use the fingerprint sensor in tablet mode as opposed to just when you have the keyboard out, mm-hmm. with it, which is kind of nice. They also talked about how if the system is powered off and you touch the fingerprint sensor, it will power on and then log into Windows. With only one touch. So okay. it's kind of using registering that fingerprint and then waiting until it gets into Windows. You don't have to, to sit there and hold your finger on it during the whole process. Yeah. I don't think so. Huh. That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. That's interesting. 12 and a half inch screen, 2256 by 1504. One of those very common resolutions that we're all <laughs> very familiar with. Uh, IPS display. Uh, starting at 1699. That's pretty which high. You might expect for something like this. It's pretty it's definitely high. a high end product. It doesn't ship until December, so I imagine yeah. the first time I'll actually get hands on with this is probably at CES. So yeah. it'll it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The the competing uh, announcement to this was the Dell uh, XPS 13 refresh, which was also kind of shown for the first time at at uh, at IFA. Um, this. Moves up to the eighth generation quad core processors, uh, still inside that 15 watts. So the KB Lake R designs. Um, this is kind of the polar opposite. They don't change anything. They just put the other. They well, just put the CPU in it. You from say that, but then they, you said they also had like this huge battery life increase, right? They 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 claim now this device gets 22 hours on the 1080p screen. On the yeah. 1080p screen, and the last one was what 13 or something. Uh, well, let's see what their claims are. That seems actually. impossible. With just the CPU change. Also, also keep this in mind. When people think about how beautiful these high-resolution displays are, take the number out of it and just think about the relative difference between these two. Dell claims the mobile-like, mobile mark battery life score of 22 hours for the 1080p monitor. Mm-hmm. If you get the 3200 by 1800 QHD Plus touchscreen, uh-huh. they rate it at 12. One-third? So it goes, no, Rough. like more than a half. It goes from 22 to 12. Oh, 22. Okay. 22 to 12. I thought you said 32. That's, that's, so even if you take, even if those numbers are, are way uh, over-exaggerated, right, and it's actually like 12 and 7 or something like that, that's a huge Well, the thing is, so and we've seen that multiple think times. Think about it this way. The CPU is dropping to a 15-watt part. 15-watt. It, it was always a 15-watt part. Oh. Well, 15 watts at full load. 
right? it was always 15 watts well i know but it's not like it sits there going 15 watts all the time correct my point yeah. right so like the screen is really the thing that draws oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah absolutely but it's not just like it's the same size screen it's just a different resolution yeah but you need a brighter backlight you need a brighter backlight you need more compute power to kind of keep those pixels running too from, eh. the, from the integrated gpu yeah so Th- they have the same battery life claims on the Cabby Lake XPS 13. 22 and 12? Yeah, and 13, yeah. And 13, okay. I know, so I know it, we, we battery made... tested the high-resolution one, and we got, like, what? Like, five or six out of it? On the f- I, are you talking about the one I bought at Costco? Yeah. That was a 15. That was an XPS 15. No, no it wasn't. No? It wasn't. It was an XPS 13? Mm-hmm. And we got, what, six... Yeah, with, the, with a higher resolution display. Yeah, that's why I returned it. I, I, I still think the 1080p one will get above 10 hours. You still think you think it will? Yeah, you do not. Yeah. I, I think real yeah. world it will absolutely. Yeah, and I well, especially now that my MacBook Pro died, uh, I think I might be buying one of these when they come out September 12th. Died I, for the second time. I'm really interested in, the, in these quad cores. I, I want to get one in. I want to do the testing. I want to make sure there's no sacrifice in battery life for like general compute, like mm-hmm. writing in Word and doing yeah. all the crap that I do. Those are the types of things that I do when I'm concerned about battery life. Will it last the whole day? Will it last the plane ride? I will say like I was in meetings uh, in New York yesterday, and it was really nice. I took this ThinkPad X1 Carbon that has a Cabby Lake dual core, and it's just, you know, it's new, fresh, good battery, all that type of stuff. Yep. Uh, and I left the hotel room. And I didn't take my charger with me. You did a whole day with it. I did of- a whole day with it. Right. And I didn't, and I wasn't like anxious. Right. You know how you have, if you have an electric car, you have what do they call it? Like range anxiety. Range anxiety. Right. Yeah. I would often have with my Dell, because it was older battery and, you know, you've got OS rod or whatever you want to call it. I had this like battery life anxiety of like, oh, I got to bring the power cable. I got to plug it. Every time I had, every time I was sitting down in a meeting, I was finding a power plug and plugging it in. I don't want to run out of battery when I need it the most. And here I didn't, I didn't have any of that issue. Yeah. So, so the other note about availability is they're starting with the highest end SKU. They're starting with the i7 in September, September 12th, I believe they said. Okay. Then i5s will be sometime in October. And I don't think Intel has announced 8th Gen i3s yet. They have not. So They have not. They, they'll probably keep the Cabby Lake i3 7000 series in the lineup I on the think- low end, I'd imagine. I think you'll find that what will happen is the Cabby Lake refresh, the quad core parts are going to be in these flagship solutions. You know, a couple of systems from Dell, a couple of systems from Acer, a couple of systems from HP, maybe a couple from Asus, but they're not going to replace all the dual core parts that exist. Those dual core, dual core parts are going to continue to exist and sell all the way through, you know, into 2018 and maybe beyond. Um, and they'll be slightly less expensive. And Intel's going to like make a little side deal with these guys saying, hey, we want to make sure these quad-core parts are available at reasonable prices, so we're not going to charge you a whole bunch of extra even though these dies are bigger and they're costing us more. Um, but I don't think they're going to do that for everybody for all systems. Otherwise, they, they risk taking a big hit financially uh, by doing that. So um, regardless – for somebody like me who is interested in like I've had an XPS 13, I really liked it. I like the I would love to see this form factor, the ThinkPad X1 Carbon, get upgraded to a quad core 15 watt part as well. Um, you know, maybe they'll re-release. They'll have that OLED screen. They'll do all that type of stuff mm-hmm. or for one of those systems as well. They just might barely be. came out with that system in seventh gen. Yeah, just barely, <laughs> right? And, and you know. That's why I don't think we're going to see a lot of massive redesigns around the 8th gen. No, I don't yeah. think so. I think it's mostly just going to be putting 
a new processor and old machines. Yep, which that was is great fine. Too. I mean, you don't really need it, anything more than that. But hey, Josh, what? Oh. Do you want to tell me about your Alcantara wheel? Alcantara, which is ultra suede in Italian. Okay. Uh, Talk about marketing. Fanatec releases a CSL Elite. Fanatec. Fanatec. Sure. Fanatec. Oh, Fanatec. Fun Attic. It matters not because they're German. They probably pronounce it (laughs) with like 19 syllables. (laughs) So what are we looking at? So anyway... Uh, they they have released a new wheel, not a base, not pedals, but the actual wheel that you touch. Now, um, what last month, earlier this month, we went over the uh, CSL Elite uh, setup, and the CSL wheel P1 is their lowest cost wheel of the group. It's it's. Kind of a plastic rim. It has a rubberized coating. It still has aluminum uh, spokes and base. And it's got kind of the, you know, not as nice quick release uh, unit that attaches it to the base. However, it had some some nice features to it. Um, and especially because it was cheap. Now, if you look at other Fanatic wheels, I mean, they go from 200 bucks up to 400 and that's just the wheel itself not the base and so they usually typically use some really nice materials really quality construction but they're actually you know they're they're looking to sell more product and they're pulling their price points down but they're still in increasing the luxury of the item and so they've taken this CSL P1 and made the CSL Elite wheel p1 it has instead of the rubberized coating it's got the alcantara it still has the uh, lcd display and the uh, the centering led light uh they've also improved the uh the 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 shifter uh clicking so the activation uh on the previous one was a little anemic you could kind of feel it activate, but you always had to press it all the way back just to make sure that you did. You didn't get a whole lot of feedback. You got used to it, but it wasn't really any fun. I mean, you didn't have that snap of of when you know that you've you've engaged the gear. Now they've improved that with uh, these special dome activators that will give you that whole tactile sound feedback that we've been wanting from from these fanatic wheels. For some time. Uh, and the last thing uh, that they, they do is they you, you're able to swap out all the different buttons. So if you scroll down a bit and people were kind of curious what you were looking at on the screen, unless this screen is, oh, there we go. You can swap out all the buttons you want. You don't Ooh. have to grab the regular Xbox buttons. You can have things like lights, hazard. Horn, windshield wipers, and you could you could. I've always wanted to simulate windshield wipers. Any game. What's mm-hmm. that? I've always wanted to simulate windshield wipers. Well, Dirt Rally and Dirt Four does that, and in fact, some of the other rally games they they don't have an automatic wiper thing that you can program in. You only hit that when you want to clear the the windshield. Just like if you're in a rally. So. uh What's nice about this, it is $159 bucks 
for the unit with all of those buttons. And that's for Fnatic a pretty good deal. I think the the regular one, the CSL P1, is I believe an $89. So you get upgraded buttons, upgraded activation switches and the sh- paddle shifters, and then the Alcantara fabric, otherwise known as Ultra Suede. Wrapping around the entire thing. And what is nice about this as well, not only just the feel, but they have not increased the weight of this unit and it retains its stiffness. So the forces acting upon your hands through the wheel are not impeded by a higher weighted wheel. So it's a nice, nice little upgrade for those who uh, would enjoy a little PC and Xbox racing. I want every button to be a windshield wiper button, though. Sure you do. And the reverse driving button. Mm-hmm. Yes. But look, what you immediately... can, you can look at those two buttons in the middle at the top. Yeah. You can adjust your seat position. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why well, would you need that? Why would I need to move it in a virtual game? Shouldn't it always be perfect? Actually, if, if you do the cockpit view in Dirt Rally and Dirt 4, you can do that. But oh, really, you can just move the camera inside the, the camera car. Forward huh? or back. Yeah. Correct. Can I move it back through the back of my head so I can so I have to like like I'm in the back seat and I'm kind of looking over somebody's shoulder? Could you have like that Assassin's Creed thing where you just see like teeth and eyes, <laughs> right? And a little bit of hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, we're asking the important questions. Speaking of important questions, Josh, is that what? is that red stitching I see on that wheel? It is. It is hand red. Well, it's 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 hand uh, stitched red thread. That that's beautiful. It is. It it looks very nice. How much is this? By wheel? some old German lady. One just like you want it. Working at Fanatec. That's not bad for a hand stitched <laughs> anything, actually. No, no. Mm. All right. Very cool. I mean, how else are they going to stitch that? Do you really think a a machine yeah, is going to be able to stitch? You can't machine stitch the inside of a steering wheel rim. No, no. It's. It's impossible enough to do by hand. You think I you bet can you make someone a robot could program a quadcopter to do it. <laughs> quadcopter. <laughs> yes, like a, a quadcopter. Oh. The car makers don't have a robot that does it. So, that you know of. Science seeker robot. Uh, let's get into uh, Intel announcing Xeon W and Xeon scalable workstation processors. This is pretty much exactly what you think it is going to be. They basically took. The Xeon scalable server enterprise parts, data center parts, and mm-hmm. are offering them in 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 single socket motherboards meant for workstations. Isn't this the business card then, sized CPUs? Yes, the oh, ones on the okay. left there in that picture. Okay. And on the right is essentially your Skylake X Core i nine family, but as a Xeon part. So you mean just like how they've been before? <laughs> well. They usually had the Xeon parts out first before they oh, sure. did the Core i9, like the HEDT. Well, the now they have a reason platform. to hurry that the heck up for the they desktop did. side. They did, correct, so, correct. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you'll be able to build two socket systems uh, so you can have up to 28 cores for the Xeon scalable side, up to 18 cores for the Xeon W series of processors. Um, Sebastian wrote this up for it. So, you know, most of the same specs that existed or the enterprise parts and or the Core i9 now exist in this kind of Xeon uh, uh, environment. Um, not a whole lot has, has really changed here, right? So they're basically comparing, like you can see here, the, the, the Xeon W family is 
up to 18 cores, up to 36 threads, up to half a terabyte of DDR4 memory. Um, all these specifications should sound very familiar to you if you follow the Core i9-7900 launch, as well as you know the other successive parts that will be coming out throughout the rest of the fall. There's another slide there that says up to 56 cores. How many So how that's many a dual socket. Dual. 28, 28, oh, 28, per, okay. 28 per, per, uh, per socket. Um, 112 threads, which mm-hmm. is a lot. Mm-hmm. Up to three terabytes mm-hmm. of memory on those systems. Um, again, really impressive specifications. Still super expensive. Like they didn't suddenly reduce the pricing of all this. Like I think the Xeon uh, scalable workstation part, the 8701, I think is what it is, uh, is still like 10 grand. So is oh, yeah. a dual socket Xeon workstation now meant to just be for the larger CPU? I believe so. Yes, I don't think I don't think. But well, based on this, because they don't mention they don't, they don't mention, mention like up, up to, to thirty six cores yeah, per. Yeah, I right. Agree. So it's like yeah. you know, if you don't need that many cores, you go with the small one. If you need some more, you go with the bigger one. If you need more than that, you do two big ones. Yeah, but you know what sucks? You don't have an upgrade path anymore. That's true. If you bought the previous, the small Xeon previously before, and you were doing a project that needed a lot more power, you could drop in the highest core count one. Can't do that anymore. Or you could put in a could have put sure, that one because in it's a, a bifurcated board. socket and yeah. platform. Yeah. I mean, and, and and back to your point, like honestly, if you have two of these sockets on your motherboard, you don't have room for like add-in cards. That's true. <laughs> no, right. So it's a different type of of, of system, really. Like I, I think the number of people they're going to do two socket, like per desk workstations, is going to be really limited for that. That's going to be more along the lines of, you know, rack mount workstations where you're doing remote connection type of stuff. Yep. To it. Um, so I think so I think there's a little bit a little bit of difference there. Um, the, so they're calling the the W Xeon W processors the mainstream workstation offering. Uh, a single socket, and then the Xeon Scalable workstation as the like high-end workstation segment. It, it is kind of odd to have these these two different sockets. They you know they it just kind of kind of screw things up a little bit. Um, but it also shows that before people had the ability or the desire to take Xeon like high-end Xeon parts and put them in consumer motherboards because you could get higher core counts and higher memory capabilities. That doesn't appear to be the case here. Like they're only going up to 18 cores on Xeon W, which is the same as the consumer variants that are probably going to be at or a little bit lower priced. Um, so yeah, I mean, not... we have what like a 22 core processor in this X99 board in the yeah. streaming system. Yeah, yep. Which, if you want to go higher than that, you can get this bad boy, right? Like you can still do that. It's just you know you're going to pay a little bit more for it, and by yeah. a little bit, I mean quite a bit more. Yeah, like quite a bit, like quite right. a lot more actually. So. Uh, finally, I want to mention this, uh, Logitech just today announced a, a two new devices, the, the G thir- G613 keyboard and the G603 mouse. Um, the G613 keyboard is their first wireless mechanical gaming keyboard. It is wireless. It is completely battery powered. It has like a little, uh, add in or a little plug in light speed USB mm-hmm. dongle for it. Um, Light speed meaning the uh, faster. Light speed meaning like it's, it's faster two wireless ki- technology. There's two different kinds of dongles for Logitech yep. stuff, right? There's the, what's the regular one called? The unifying receiver. Unifying, yeah, unifying receiver. receiver. So you can have like, I think, up to six things connected yep. to one of those, six Logitech devices. Yeah, yeah. 
but your latency is like seven or eight milliseconds. Yep. And, and but if you want the light speed ones, those are the ones where you know they have when they have the mouse the mouse yeah sorry the mouse that they claim is like as fast as a wired mouse or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other receiver. That's light speed. You, you can only have yeah. the one device connected. to Correct. It, right? As far as I understand, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, so the keyboard is interesting. It's so it's like the first wireless mechanical keyboard. Um, it is using their Romer G switches, so not like a Cherry derivative or anything like that. It's using their own switches. Yeah. Uh, there is no backlighting at all on the keyboard. There's no RGB lights. There's no backlights of the keys. Uh, Ken pointed out that the that the the paint on the keycaps is very um, bright contrasting color. bright okay. color uh, in order to try to make up for some Seems of that. Seems like extra bright white. Yeah, it does. I agree with that. Well, that's good. So if if you've never used a Romer G switch, I like it. I've been using one on my main keyboard at my desk for both typing and gaming for probably two years now or something like I've that. I've heard them described as cherry switches with O-rings or something. Yeah. Like yeah, but I mean, there's so many different types of cherry. They don't, don't bottom, know like they don't bottom, like, they don't and make hard a sharp, bottom. No, yeah, they, they don't do hard not. bottom. They do not. Um, they definitely feel different than the average they cherry do. switch. They absolutely yeah. do. Uh, I, I almost I, feel like, like a dome, but with slight mechanical. There's a mechanical action that actually happens before it hits the bottom. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there are cherry switches that do that as well. Sure, that their actuation is before sure. you yeah. hit the bottom. But of the, the cherry is like but... people have to buy O rings and put them in cherry keyboards so they don't like make such a loud some noise when them. the some of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, now the reason they didn't do any backlighting on this is for the battery life concerns. They basically said that. The keyboard in this state, as it exists, with two AA batteries, will get 180 days of battery life. And what would it be if it had backlights? 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's backlight always on. That's with backlight always on, yes. Yeah, so true. there's, there's, you know, you can do it so that it only turns backlight on was really like when you hit a key and it times yeah. out after a few minutes. So if you or walk like, away or something. Ambient light sensor. So yeah, ambient light sensors. You could, you could do some things with it, but I think they were more concerned about just making it as long as possible. Yeah. Um, so oh. I just kind of started using it. It has some other cool features. Like it has the ability to, it can connect to one light speed receiver and one Bluetooth device. And there's a physical button on the keyboard to switch between the two devices. And it happens very quickly. So if you want to have one, it's turned off Alan. Okay. I was checking to see if I was, you're like, not, you're not, you're not bothering my computer with it. <laughs> if you, if you turn on the wire, the, the light speed and you're typing on your computer, then you hit Bluetooth and say so you have it attached to your tablet or your phone. You just got a text message. Then you can start typing a text to your wife and on then hit phone. the button and go back to your, it's like uh, a KVM. Yeah, it kind is. Of. It's kind of like a KVM in that way. Right. So which, it's, which so buttons it's, is that on this, this one? one right here? So it's light speed and then Bluetooth. Huh. So you just hit it once and you, you know, you pair it like you would normally do everything else. And it, and it works pretty good. The buttons are very, um, like the media buttons are very, like they just, they just tap. They're very clicky. I, yeah. I don't think I'm a big fan of that. They make a lot of noise, which those I don't are, like. Those are those just regular like hat style. Yeah, like, like something you would buy, you would put on an Arduino style yeah. almost type tactile of thing. switch. Yeah. yeah, it's just a regular tactile. Uh, so switch. they don't feel like anything else on it. It still has the switch to disable. Like you can enable game mode, which disables the start button. Those types yeah, of things. Okay. Uh, still got support for the G keys, like the programmable keys on the left. So I think it's really, I think it's actually a really neat idea. Um, I know a lot of people will say like, ah, "Who cares about a cable for your keyboard?" It's just, it's just one I mean, less I thing to, kind of to be on your that, desk, right? It's just one yeah. less thing to be up there. If and you have on the a way. pull-out drawer and you don't, and that's where your keyboard is, and you don't want the cable, like you know, yeah, that's even that's that's a good point too. Yeah. Um, the other thing they announced was the G six hundred three mouse, and it is a uh, uses a brand new 
sensor, brand new microcontroller mm-hmm. um, called Hero. And I'll talk about that in a second. It also has 18 months of battery life, up to 18 months of battery life with two AA batteries. And it's a gaming-centric mouse. I mean, that's like way more than even like the older travel mice that had AA's in them and stuff. Like we yeah. have some of those around here. They so do not last 18 there's months. There's two modes. There's the high setting, which will run at one millisecond response time rated. Does that mean it comes with the Unify? Or and a, low. Uh, a light speed? Yes, it's a light speed okay. connector as well. Okay. And then the low has a response time of around eight milliseconds, um, which is, you know, probably not ideal if you're a, a, a high action, uh, you know, Twitch-based gamer, right? But that's the low settings where you get your 18 months. If you go to high, they're still claiming you get four to six months Does that mean, of battery life out of this mouse. So even though it has a low setting, you have to connect it to a light speed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, now, the reason they can do all this, it's actually, it's really, it's way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. When we sat down and we said, hey, we're going to have a confirmation conversation. We're going to talk about mouse sensors. Yeah. And I was like, mm, okay, yeah, I like you guys. So I'll sit in on this meeting and we'll see how this goes. I mean, they take their development pretty seriously. They, they absolutely do. Yeah. It's, it's super interesting for, to, to hear them talk about it. And, and I, I'm trying to get them out here to do a live stream video with one of their engineers, talk one of their product guys, to talk about it. Because they go into very good detail about you know, how the, the analog front end of how the camera is actually viewing it and how they parse pixels and how they do it in batches and mm-hmm. how they're able to optimize for power efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, they change the polling rate or they change the pixels per second that they process based on how fast you're moving the mouse. Yeah. That's how they yeah. can adjust for power. Uh, <clears throat> they talk about the differences, the changes they made in the analog to digital conversion part of that mm-hmm. and how it improves performance. Um, they talk about using an IR LED sensor and how like the imaging lens and the sharpness of it and the amount of area they were able to cover. The sensor can be bigger but more power efficient because mm-hmm. of it it's really interesting stuff so yeah. the, the but the net result of it is they claim to have similar almost identical gaming performance sensitivity speed all that to something like the g900 which is the mouse i've used forever yeah that thing is rated at 24 to 26 24 to 36 hours of battery life Gaming battery life. It's like life. a couple of days. And this yeah. is rated at four to six months. Well, it's not, it's just, it's not just gaming battery life. It's just you're just using it. Yeah. Right? It's not yeah, even yeah. gaming. Because, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't, cause it doesn't know if I'm gaming right. or not gaming or whatever, right? So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do that. Yeah, like I have one at home. I'm lucky to get two full days of, like, actual working on yeah. a computer out Before of you have to plug it in. Yeah. Yep. So the G603 makes up for that. It's a $70 mouse. I should have mentioned the keyboard's 150 Okay. Right. So it's a little bit pricey. Keyboard's pricey. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the couple of mechanical wireless mechanical keyboards that exist, that's actually pretty low. Is it? Yeah. Okay. We're talking Good. like one ninety ish for kind of weird Chinese brands that are yeah. putting out wireless yeah. sharing keyboards. So so the mouse is interesting. It has the same ability to um, switch between two devices. Uh, uh, Light speed and a Bluetooth. Yep. If you want it to do that, it's not backlit. I it can. The it G, is not just has no light, light up. Right. Yeah. Uh, it can. It supports two AA batteries. You, it'll run on just one, and get half of the rated battery life in both instances. Well, the batteries are just in parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just kind of like, oh, if you only have one good battery, you can at least operate it. It'll work. And they say, you know, you can choose which side you want to put it on of the, the thing depending on where you want the weight <laughs> of the of the battery to be. Right? Specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it, it's, it's a neat thing. And like you combine this with 
with the PowerPlay stuff that they launched last week. And those two technologies seem very uh, on, on opposing sides, right? One of them supplies power to a fairly power-hungry sensor and device continuously, so you never have to worry about charging it. Yeah. This, on the other hand, goes to the utmost to present power efficiency. Yeah. So that you never have to, you don't have to worry about changing it once every year and a half, or once, you know, twice a year, depending mm-hmm. on what mode you're in. So, uh, it's a really interesting kind of combination here, and, I, and I'm curious. I really, really want to get guys in to talk about this this sensor and, and what it means. I know um, there was an opportunity to go over to their development labs over in uh, Switzerland that I was disappointed we didn't get to do. So we may have to make uh, a special trip for something like that. So uh, the G613 is the keyboard. The G603 is the mouse. I think they're available now. I saw the key, the mouse for sale, but I haven't seen the keyboard um, for sale yet. But um, so yeah, I, I'm going to be using this, this keyboard for a little while. But uh, there you go. Which I guess leads us into our picks of the week, and we should have done this in a different order because my pick of the week was this keyboard and the one that's right there. Yeah, this one that's sitting here that I that I've been using for a little bit now. Surprise! That's so strange. It's kind of heavy. Holy crap. I mean, it's a mechanical keyboard. Yeah. You want it to have a nice, thick back plate. Yeah, and, so you, want it, and you want it to be stationary. I mean, I guess. Like, stuff. you want it to be a heavy device. That's the batteries, Ellen. Like, <laughs> that's where the batteries go. I've never seen a battery yeah, compartment break it, before. Break it, Alan. I, I will also say what oh, they've, they've done the, uh, the smart thing of they underneath the battery cover is a place to plug in the receiver. Yeah. Yay. So that if you, if you want to take this keyboard with you, you plug in the receiver, you don't worry about losing it. Uh, you don't accidentally kind of leave it on the really keyboard. wish they did that on the 900 mouse. Their their mouse does it. The 613 mouse does it. Oh, the 613 but does it. But the G900 yeah. mouse does not do it. Right. Neither does the MX2 or the MX2. It's like Dremel a little freaking square in the I bottom. Know, I know. Like yeah. Because like, I, I use the <laughs> MX Anywhere as my like travel mouse. Yeah. And having the ability to, yeah, whatever. It doesn't do it. You have to like plug the dongle into your laptop before you go. So you don't. Yeah, but then. Like, so it's somewhere. I was telling right? Ken earlier, I have the issue where. I have it so that when you plug in a, a mouse, the touchpad disables. But if I'm working uh, in a constrained space, like on a tray on, a, on an airplane, yeah. and I open up the laptop and the trackpad doesn't work, it takes me fix and go, oh, idiot, you have this little dongle attached. Uh-huh. And I just have to unplug it and like put it now in my where pocket put- and hope I don't lose it. I, yeah. I wonder if we could fix this. I wonder if there's enough area in the battery compartment where... If we like, if I like three D printed a little holster, you could super glue it to the bottom of the battery cover and then slide it in there. As Probably. long as there's the G, like, the MX anywhere charges through USB, so there's no removable. Oh, there's battery. no battery, right? Yeah, there's no removable battery. That's that. probably why they don't do it. They don't want to, have to put a hole Maybe. in the mold if Maybe. they don't have to. So yeah. here's the keyboard. It's a mechanical keyboard, Romer G. Um, the only lights on it. It's kind of interesting when you hit these lights for uh, the. Light speed or the Bluetooth, they light, they light up for about three seconds and then turn off. Yep. The only light that I've seen stay on is caps lock. The little caps lock key. Is wonder, the, the I wonder, if, wonder if it eventually just like I would hope it, I would hope that would, wouldn't time out because then you literally have no indication of whether or not they caps lock. just took off the caps lock key. Problem solved. Yeah. Taking like, take like months off of your battery life, man. Like just by but leaving the caps lock on. Do you see, do you see what Ken's saying about the, the brightness of the, of yeah. the font? Yeah, they are like very... On uh, it, it is... It's a pretty minimalistic design. Oh, um, they should have used glow in the dark paint. That would have solved everything. Maybe it. Maybe it is. I tell my tritium. I'm going to put that by my testes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Gosh, you always have those on the keyboard anyway. <laughs> 
Pre-order now. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I, like I said, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with this. Oh, also worth noting in this picture here, it comes with a little um, plastic stand, I guess, for a phone or tablet. That so, like, if I, I was using it today, I put my phone on it, and so when I got a message from my wife, I unlocked it and I could see it, and I would t- I would switch over to the Bluetooth mode on the keyboard, type the message, send it, go back to Lightspeed, and continue working on what I was working, and it was actually. Pretty helpful. It's just kind of a neat little thing they include extra, and it does include two batteries, so you get your yeah. That's the important bit. Eighteen months of uh, of use that's time right on the box. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen months of power provided is what it should say <laughs> on the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into the rest of what you Yahoos have for us tonight. We'll start with uh, Jeremy. What do you got? Uh, a little bit of Canadian content. I've been fighting with uh, Total War Warhammer, which seems to think. It needs its entire install size free to be able to update it. So I've been moving games over from an SSD to another one and just being generally annoyed and realized, oh, crap, the VLAN's coming up, which means I'm going to have to install games at the yep. drop of the hat. Yep. So, all right, screw it. How much is an 850 right now in Kanakistan? Oh, 210 bucks. But there's shipping. But it's got a serial number. So I took this and I printed it out and I walked down to my local Best Buy and I said, yo, Price match, and they said, "Yep, sure, no problem." And I walked out of there with uh, 210 bucks for an 850 Evo 500 gig. This deal is going on for a little while, so anyone up here who needs a little bit of space and doesn't need the full terabyte, or you know, four terabyte if you want to get crazy, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. And if you want it right now without paying for shipping. I've proven Best Buy will take it. That's actually a pretty good so deal because. On, on the U.S. side, the 500 gig is 173. There was a deal this oh, morning. Geez. There was a deal this morning that I think was only up for a few hours. It was 109 dollars for the 500 gig. For that oh, same drive. that would have been nice. Yeah, wow. that's only like 20 cents a gig. By the time I even saw it posted, to does uh, it think it is a Vega <laughs> graphics card? I, that was like a crazy <laughs> deal. It'll be more. Oh, that's true. Yeah, price yeah, higher. It's still selling out. <sighs> yep, that's that's all right. $109. That deal would have been my I, I feel you, though, Jeremy. Like, <laughs> So we use we use SSDs for our GPU test bed, and the problem we always run into is we want to we keep a lot of games on hand so that we don't have to re-download or reinstall things. Exactly. And we have one terabyte drives in here, and they still, like... It's never enough. They fill up Yeah, it doesn't matter what size you have. What was for- it? Final Fantasy 15? 170 It was announced gigabytes. as having 170 gigabyte what's, install. What's Doom now? Doom's up to about 100. Yeah. Is it is it's it really well, so they released yeah. a patch that made all of the multiplayer DLC free so now everyone downloads it yeah patch six 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 yeah of course ha, but I yeah I mean it. it's it's pushing ninety hundred gigs <laughs> yeah no I bought it uh, at a Steam sale a while ago and I'm like I just have not been able to install it because I don't got the space Amazon has the eight fifty Evo five hundred for one thirty nine that's pretty good nice. yeah oh well, if you're down price. south grab that one yeah. All right, Josh, what do you got for me? Me. You know, I, I didn't even see what you guys had posted. Yeah. And I threw this one up. I guess it's Logitech Hour <laughs> at PC Perspective. That's a good it's price. It's the G910 keyboard. No, A10. The, the G810, yeah. I, yeah, I originally bought this for my son Stole for Christmas. And he opened it. And he got really angry. Because he wanted the one right above this. 
Oh, the nine fifty dollars more. Yeah, I have the nine ten, and it and it added nothing to it other than some. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the G nine ten is much older than the G eight ten, and it has mm-hmm. like a lot of like gaming aesthetic to it, right? Like it's got a lot of oh, angled yeah. edges yeah. and stuff like that. But otherwise, you're right. Like same switches, There's- same functionality. I would I would buy an eight ten today for sure. Yeah, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I inherited his <laughs> G810 because his, his mother decided that the 910 was what he needed, and he wouldn't talk to me for a while uh, because I. <laughs> anyway, Your bad father. What can I it's say? It's still rather traumatic. Uh, yeah, but that's why I chose it because it's a really good keyboard. And don't listen to your 14 year old kid. <laughs> When when he wants a higher end keyboard, no, just try to convince him that. that this one will save you fifty bucks, and it's just as good, if not better. <laughs> I don't think Whoa. that matters to them at all. Look at that Amazon no. link; you get a free snack if you buy this keyboard. I, Wait, what free snack when you spend twenty five dollars? Oh my god! Oh man! View eligible Hold snacks on, let me see here. The eligible snacks here. I need to see right it's now. It's probably just your account. Does that it gets come that right. in the keyboard already, or do you get to Look, eat it? Look, animal first. crackers. Oh. Uh, Happy crackers. Belly, sweet and spicy trail mix, yogurt trail mix. Prime, popcorn okay, mix. there's literally four items. Well, it's free. Chocolate and dried fruit trail, hmm. wickedly prime and sweet cheesy popcorn. Oh, probably the popcorn. Wait, wait, wait it's prime branded. <laughs> it's prime. Yes, it is. Amazon is in the grocery business now, haven't you heard? Oh yeah, this is true. Yeah. We're all going to die. Whole Foods. Oh, cost well. your whole paycheck to fill up well. a whole bag. All right, thank you, Josh. Alan, all right. So uh, I know I've recommended Factorio in the past in the past as a uh, pick of the week kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then so update on that. Recently, they declared one of their main like build strings, whatever stable. So zero point one five is now a stable build for Factorio. It took them like a few months. It's not one point Nope, okay. definitely not one point But these guys are like the most active developers in anything I've ever seen ever. Like they're they're just insane. Over the Blaze course of three months, three days ago. Well, no, that is Wait, this my is that is my build of a mod for the game. I made you a mod. Why stuff. I saw you Don't popping in you and out of Factorio. I did it during the weekend. Don't I give you enough I wasn't on the shit clock. to do? Yeah. I wasn't on the clock. Uh, Come on. So I there see was you uh, Factorio videos over there. There was one thing that the uh, the guys had been the, even the devs have been fighting with is trying to get the flow mechanics working nicely in Factorio. You can't get liquids over a very far distance. Part of the problem is that the discharge of a pump, like if you try to fan out to a bunch of different pipes. Just going through the, each individual pipes in order to make a header out of pipes to fan out okay. reduces the pressure. So you need something that's just one thing that acts like a manifold. So I just made manifolds for the game as a mod. And that's what it is. So you can, you know, get... It's been know, downloaded 50 times already. been downloaded 50 times. 50. Not bad considering, like, times. you know. <laughs> this game is so serious on the mods that there is a mod downloading interface within the game. Like, you can pull up a list of all the mods. It sounds like lazy out. developers to me. Now, well, so this maybe. is version 0.2.0 of your, yeah. of your mod. Did you have you sure anything less than that? I had a 0.1.0. Was it public? Didn't you publish it here? No, that wasn't the public one. Alan doesn't follow us. That was my private beta. <laughs> I had a private beta. <laughs> just Alan. It just went to me and one other person. It was like, hey, did this break your computer? No? Okay, good. 0.2.0. Publish. So, anyway. 
I don't know, I just thought it was interesting poking around in the guts of the game. And even to make this mod... Yeah, what did you, how did you do it? What did even, you write it in? What was they it? have, like, their own script that the game uses, uh, and, and okay. you have to figure out... To, but you can ease... All the other mods, you can just open up the zip and just look at their guts and see how they're how they're coded. So you mm-hmm. can basically just kind of, like, base a mod off of another mod if you yeah. wanted to, right? So it's pretty cool. Um, but to, just to make this mod work, I had one bug that I discovered while trying to make it work that the main developer for the game patched for me a few builds ago and then i found another bug that there's another guy that's gonna pat that has already patched in what's gonna be 0.16 once that comes out that will enable me to make if you notice all those headers are uh an odd number in length it's three five seven and nine because an even length if you rotate it 90 degrees in the game it it doesn't it's not on the grid correctly like it doesn't line up with mm. the other items in the game so there's so that's already been patched but it's not out yet so i can't push out my other update to the to the mod but you yeah, know you i just get, figured got nine on the what the heck too. you know why don't i do this game mod thing a little bit one time like you know and this was easy so i can check that box on my bucket list now that i've made a mod for a interesting game. now if you don't maintain it people are going to hate you forever uh it's true with the way these are like since I mean my mod is out there, but it's again it's just a zip of the code. Like there's nothing protected on there. Right. So there have been people like people have fallen off the map and a, an update comes out and it broke it, and then somebody else just kind of like picked it up and released it. Here's themselves. a mod where somebody made the Factorio logo. What? You know what? He Alan is used to people hating him for the rest of his life, so that's okay. going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, but you know, cool. hopefully that'll help some people that were frustrated trying to you know. Well, I'm definitely on that list. You, you you had issues trying to move water around in Factorio? Yeah. Yes. No, in real life. But now that you've invented manifolds, I feel like Much my, easier. My, my entire civilization Think of it as be like better. a beer tap. You could just have like, you know. Oh, now I'm interested. Oh, okay. I was thinking oh, there's a the for you. beer tap. Which well, is drinking the beer? You, what? Yeah, drink, drink they more all beer. Funnel and, into and one, the water and flows Josh just, yeah, even just, better. All of the beer taps funnel into a manifold and then Josh just hangs exactly. off at the end of it. Yeah. And you could use it on your soda fountain, it's too, like, if you wanted like, to mix your flavors. It's like mixed it, liquors. It keeps my kidneys and prostate healthy. <laughs> Before we end the show, I do have one more Patreon. Uh, will you review modems? Just pledged $5. The answer is no. I wish you pledged $4.99. How about only if it's a win modems? And only if we have to build a... I wish you had pledged 28.8. Only if we have to build a Windows 95 or Windows 3.1 system to do it. How about that? If you donate 56K, is we'll consider it. his grasp. Yes, Jeremy is correct. If you donate 56K, we will review and test a 56K <laughs> modem. Um, uh, there are definitely still services out there for this. We'll, we'll uh, see if we can like publish a review on a 56K modem. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But also pay you know for how it. It's the first how step towards going to print. Do you realize how bad the diamond wind modem, their their first PCI modem, mm-hmm. oh God. caused mm-hmm. my Quake Two experience to be absolutely horrible? Imagine today connecting to your internet service through a fifty six k modem oh, and saying, "Good God, I need the latest Nvidia drivers for my four hundred fifty meg right now. It's a four hundred fifty meg about, driver. How about I and can I download the Nvidia Brinkley uh, sunbathing at the same time, please? Uh, I heard the kids talking about Steam. I'm going to download that new Doom. Yeah, and and my mom calls after a week. You know, I've been trying to call you all week, and it's been a busy <laughs> signal. 
Hold on, I, I gotta I gotta figure this out. Hold on now. So I'm gonna go to Wolfram Alpha, and that is let's see. You said it was a hundred gigabytes. Sure. Right. So let's just round yeah, to hundred gigabytes. And you never got fifty six. You never got the fifty six k. You get the forty nine oh, nine. I'm gonna be whatever. I'm gonna be like theoretical peak. Right. No. Forty nine nine. Three thousand nine hundred sixty eight hours to download. Do yeah. You have to take away the overhead. That's just how it works. Three thousand nine hundred sixty eight hours is uh, how many days is that? That is. Um, it should tell you. It you, didn't it, actually. If you click on the hours, 165 days and eight hours to download <laughs> Doom. That, that makes my five oh, that hours eight hours is going to be the longest. A patch will be out by then. <laughs> yeah, by the time you're t- <laughs> by the time it's done, and those patches are like 20 gig. Just keep patching. Nah. Just thinking you can shotgun patching, those. Keep patching, keep patching. That's right. You got to get a dual. Maybe get an ISDN line for 128k. <laughs> get that going as well. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for the show tonight. Thank you for joining us. PCPro.com slash podcast. That's where you can go and find the show notes, all the links to the stories we talked about, our picks of the week, RSS files, MP3 downloads, video files, all that type of stuff uh, will be there. We'll be back next week with another episode of whatever show you just listened to. I'm Ryan Shrout. Still Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walden. And I'm Alan Malentano. Bye.